Welcome to Because We Make, the podcast about making, creativity, and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and joining me as always, my good friend and co-host, Ethan Carter. What is up, Vincent? How you doing, man? Another day, another dollar, my friend. That's right. That's right. That is right. Uh, it yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> it was summer in New York last oh week. Oh my gosh, right? It was <laughs> oh so it, it was almost too hot. And I, you know, I'm not complaining because I don't want to complain, but it was almost too hot yesterday. <laughs> I, I, I was, uh, so we hadn't turned our air conditioner on in the living room mm-hmm. for like weeks, actually months. And I went to turn on and it's not working anymore. So yeah. I had no air conditioner in my living room through last week. Every year, every year, it's like that. It's <sighs> like the, like your heart drops if, you know, because, yeah, it's the same thing. Like two years ago, the same thing happened. It was you, t- you hit the switch, nothing. And it yeah. just, yeah, this actually just makes horrible noises. And I imagine <laughs> if it sounds like that inside, it probably doesn't sound a whole lot better outside. And I don't want to be that neighbor, despite the fact that most of my neighbors are jerks. But, um, yeah, it's, I feel like an old man because every day it was like, oh, it's cold in the morning and it's hot at night. It's, I don't know what to wear. I'm... My joints are aching. Right? <laughs> well, I mean, that could just be the coof because that's apparently one of the side effects. There of, you go. There you go. You yeah, know, so, get... we, like, I always have to, like, unwinterize the house in terms of, like, in the attic take out you know, the, the winter windows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but like I couldn't, so we, uh, so really fun side note. I don't know why I'm telling the story, but, um, I couldn't take <laughs> it out uh, this, uh, in our, uh, we have like a walk-in addict and I couldn't take the window out because we have this like bat that every year, like he lives in this, in this one window and it's, you know, he's between the screen. So it's not like he's inside or anything like that, but he's there every year and he comes back every year. And, I can't like take the window off when he's in there because I don't want to scare him. I don't know. I'm weird like that. Um, but, <laughs> and, but he hadn't come back for like months. And then of course the first time I go into the attic to take the window out, he's back. So oh, bat is back in That's case crazy. anyone was wondering that never knew that that existed. <laughs> <laughs> that is bonkers. Yeah. Well, we actually have, they were going to be our first return guest ever. That's, yeah, but they ended up being our second return guest ever. But that's fine. That's it's fine. our first couple. Mm, no, what? Hmm. Return? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you know what? We like them anyway. <laughs> yes, I appreciate it. Yeah, Brooke and Michael from Makers Workshop. Welcome back, guys. <laughs> What an intro. How about that, guys? <laughs> How about that? Huh? What a smooth Hi. professional intro that was. Woof. It was we so we were doing some um we were doing some like quick research before we um started and it was episode fifty six that you guys were on last so crazy I mean it's just you know nothing really happened in that time so I mean I don't even know why we're having you guys back on there's really not much to talk about it's not like there was like you know an an escalating global pandemic and all kinds of craziness or anything but um how you guys doing <laughs> we're really good I mean Michael loves this like really slow pace of life uh-huh. speak for you but you've had a great year this is like <laughs> this is I'm your best year ever right? normal for sure <laughs> I, i'm starting to feel like at work because new york doesn't have the um the mask requirement anymore for indoors like in certain situations they do but for the most part if you're vaxxed you don't have to worry about it and every one of my companies been vaxxed um and you know i just walked into the main office on what was it tuesday and it was just like 
oh look it's like everyone has a face again it was so <laughs> bizarre like yeah. I, I got so used to everyone having a mask and wearing the mask myself and it was just like it was just so nice to could, see people smile and be able to hear people because i don't know why but i have trouble hearing people if i can't read their lips uh-huh. so I, it was it's just the, it's so I, nice i i like i kind of want to be like can i continue wearing the mask even if i don't have (laughs) the opposite i'm like i love i love the mask (laughs) well you're you guys the the quick little video that you had in your stories and on your tiktok of you sitting by the window at the makerspace people people (laughs) it's yeah it's we're on a downtown the our makerspaces so that front window um usually it's pretty i don't want to say crowded but there's usually people going back and forth all the time and it's been really odd this past year because you look out there and it's been empty so it it was like a joke obviously for instagram but (laughs) you know there's always a seed of truth in the joke what is this (laughs) it's it's weird because you start to notice you start to notice it just in general foot traffic but also like driving to work is slowly starting to take me a little longer every day Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. I used to be able to whiz to work in like 20 minutes. Now it's taken me a little over a half hour. And it's like, wow, this is um, this is escalating rather quickly. <laughs> I know. Yeah, traffic here is definitely like back to pre-pandemic levels. It, Which, as a fellow Massachusetts person, Ethan, you'll relate to. Mm-hmm. It's ah, oh, it's the worst. <laughs> it is. It's yeah. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure where you are, Vincent, isn't much better. But yeah, it's just it's amazing. Yeah, I went. In, so I went into the office for the first time last Wednesday, uh, just for the day. So that we're still not open 100. percent And my commute is horrible. Like uh, it's an hour and a half at least coming home every day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, anywhere in Massachusetts, it's like an hour and a half in the home commute. Yeah, I was gonna say an hour and a half, an hour and a half in Massachusetts. So what's that like six blocks, seven it's, blocks? It's, it's well, it, so <laughs> just for reference, in the morning it's about an hour ten, which is like no, like inconsistent, no, very little traffic, a little bit slow down. You know, no traffic probably in an hour, but it just goes to show you like, and it can go from an hour and a half to like two and a half hours from like out of nowhere. Like there's yeah. no accidents, there's no Taylor Swift concerts at Gillette Stadium. Like there's <laughs> like. <laughs> There's no reason for yeah. there to be traffic, and there, and then it takes like an extra hour. It's just amazing. But. It's 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 something else because yeah. I like in normal times I'm typically com- commuting from the direction of the city anyway mm-hmm. home every day, and it's yeah, it's like an hour to two hours. It's it's really just a gamble. You don't know what you're gonna get, and you better hope there's good music on the radio. Well, you know <laughs> you know what it is. Up. I don't know about you, Brooke, but like to me, like that's the most that's the hardest part is the the not knowing what you can expect like you get used to a commute at certain time it's it's when you like expect to get home at you know in an hour and a half and then it ends up being two hours like that's way worse than if it was just a two-hour commute like i agree yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so one of the things that one of the things that happened over the over the intervening time since we last spoke is your youtube channel has just been pure fire the two of you mm-hmm. you've oh, just nice. been cranking on all cylinders with the youtube videos and it is just it's amazing how good they've gotten there is they were good before but there's just something there's almost like you guys are putting a little more of your personality into them and just having a maybe a little more fun than you were before is I, that I, uh, I, th- I think that's what i would have said too vincent yeah. it's like it's it's a little bit of 
and I, you, you guys might not even, it's one of those things where I could see you guys not even noticing it because mm-hmm. it's, it, because it's very natural, but like there it's, yeah, it, it's definitely you in your rhythm, your, your personalities are coming out mm-hmm. and, but it's been a very subtle transition. It wasn't like a black and white. So it's been fun watching for sure. You've eased into it. So yeah. was that something you guys consciously decided or was it just kind of the natural evolution of the channel? I think in a lot of ways, it's just kind of the natural evolution of it as we've gotten more comfortable just like not even thinking that the camera's on anymore. Yeah, we used to not be able to... Michael and I are actually both fairly soft-spoken people, I would say, in day-to-day life. And we used to not even be able to film when the other person was in the room. Oh, wow. Yeah, like that was how shy we'd get. So like I would like lock the door and Michael would go for a walk or vice versa. So we really wanted to try to, you know, figure the content out. Um, and one of the things with everything being locked down that we set a goal was we were like, let's just do a big chunk of time where we do like a video a week and then we'll really just figure this thing out and do the best we can and whatever. Well, it's also kind of cool because you guys have two locations that you can work from too. So, you know, everyone, you'll see like a video from the makerspace and then a video from your yeah. shop. And it's yeah. kind of, <laughs> I imagine you could probably simultaneously produce or no. What do you think, Michael? <laughs> uh, we, we tend to alternate, but we'll often in theory, have, like, right? <laughs> yeah. But we'll often have to be acting as the camera person for the other right. person. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Which so, again, we weren't able to do before. Like, I we would just cr- we'd crumble under the pressure before. <laughs> I, I, I totally hear you, though. I like I get self conscious even when I know Bettina's like upstairs in the kitchen and I'm in yeah. the workshop. Like, I totally yeah. It's it, which is weird because you're filming to put it out to thousands, you know, thousands, hopefully way more than thousands of people. But it's something about that in the in the moment, right? You become hyper aware of every word that comes out of your Mm -hmm. mouth, every gesture. You know, if you're, you know, if you're amplifying your personality for camera, then you're like, oh, no, this looks fine. This will look fine on camera. But somebody's actually watching me do this. And it looks kind of I feel silly doing this. Yeah. Or like, we'll, we'll make facial expressions at each other. <laughs> like if it, cause, cause I, I like, I don't know, Michael knows me at my best and I know him at his best. So if we say something or fumble, we're the first to be like, Oh, fix it. And then that just makes it so much worse. Right. Right. <laughs> like, Shoot. Well, I think that's part of it too, is that I, regardless of how, I mean, I don't care if you're a natural or not, everyone puts on a little bit of a persona when they are on camera, right? To. It's just natural. And, yeah. and, and, but yeah, knowing, but so knowing that the person on the other side of the camera knows that you're putting on <laughs> yeah. that is that I think to me, that's, what's awkward is like, True. they know that I'm being, you know, I'm, I'm on camera, Ethan, you know, <laughs> on camera, Ethan, <laughs> which is not, not always great, but we actually, we try really hard not to, like, I feel like yeah. over anything, Michael, that's always your biggest critique with me is you're like, stop trying so hard. Right. Right. Be yourself. <laughs> I think actually one of the biggest things that kind of came from the pandemic and becoming like even more socially awkward (laughs) able has been being able to have the ability to not even care when there's like strangers around Mm -hmm. like now we'll just like go behind the shop where there's like a big parking lot oh yeah and people are constantly coming and going and like i don't care yeah like well if we need to get photos for something or 
right um, whatever because we are we're in a downtown like there's people everywhere and again we're not these like big outlandish people or even the even the silly little instagram video you, you referenced earlier like the lady that was walking past <laughs> the window was absolutely <laughs> glaring at us the whole time that's part of why i like the mask though because again i know that it makes no difference to them but for me i'm like i'm i'm they don't they have well, no idea who i am because i'm wearing yeah. a mask or something you know it's yeah. <laughs> or there's like a whole there's like a mexican restaurant that has delicious tacos that is directly facing the back step of our makerspace that's pictured all the time but like literally they just have a full-out view of our back stoop so when we're back there <laughs> trying to take pictures there's people eating tacos and drinking margaritas staring at us <laughs> the whole time <laughs> well, well so I, I was filming i was trying to film a like a tran transition video where i'm sending something to another maker so i'm yeah. so i was trying to like i had my tripod set up this weekend and I was driving my car and so I drive up to the you know to the point where the camera I was in film and I was like tossing the thing out of my uh, out the, my driver's side window and I could not get it and I did it probably four or five times in my driveway and every time we're on like a slope so like backing up <laughs> makes like a lot of noise in your car you know it's like and like literally my neighbors across the street were staring at me people walking by were staring at me and I'm like all right that that third take, it's got it. That's it's got that one because it's the one. It doesn't and these are my neighbors. Like they're gonna, they know who I am. Like it's, yeah. I have a funny little anecdote here too. So in February, um, I was on the front windows of VS Pink stores nationwide. Ooh. Ooh. Um, but I needed to get photos for it, and they had sent us. There was a specific date that we needed photos on. Blah 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 blah, and like the lighting was right. And I remember it was like crowded downtown. And I just had this moment clicking in my head where I was like, you know what, Brooke, screw it. Like you need to do this. Take the stupid pictures. Don't get embarrassed. <laughs> you know, it's hard. And, it and, is. And actually even better, the, the front windows at our shop, they're really big and they're glass. And there's some sort of mental block that people get when there's glass between your face and their face. <laughs> it's like, your face is still six inches away from my face right now. You know? Right. And they just, it, there's just total mental block. And I don't know if they can see us less clearly than we can see them, but like, we'll take pictures right up on that front window because the lighting's great. Mm -hmm. And always there's some, like you just out of frame, there's a person with their face squished up on the window. Like, it's so funny. And then the second we tried waving at one point, cause we're like, maybe if we just wave, it'll make it less awkward. Just like break <laughs> no, the ice. More awkward, more, more awkward. awkward, much more <laughs> awkward. Like, they're like scurry away. They're like, oh my God, they can see me. <laughs> You're literally six inches from my face, sir. <laughs> yeah. Do you think this is like like a one way mirror? Like, what are you, like it's on an aquarium, folks. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I always I always will like film funny little snarky comments about it on the Instagram story, but then I get worried that people will see it and think I'm being like a jerk about it because I don't intend it in that tone at all. It's right. You just have fun. Funny right. thing. <laughs> well, so you know, it's every, it's it's one of those things that you just can't get over either. Like there's there's so much awkwardness in just what we do in general, and that awkward. I've carried that awkwardness to the point where if I'm FaceTiming someone and somebody walks by, I kind of put my phone down so it's like it doesn't mm -hmm. look as weird. Like I don't want people to think I'm like vlogging or shooting myself because I'm so self conscious. It's like why are you shooting yourself? You're too old for that. Why are you doing that? No, I'm I'm just FaceTiming. Well, why are you FaceTiming? That's even weirder. It's like, all right, I'm just going to hide and die now. All right, well, we're, we're, getting, we're starting to get the makerspace ready to bring the members back into it. Mm -hmm. 
the other day in front of the window, there's like parking spaces. And um, so it was the first day I spent the like day there since this all started, um, you know, kind of organizing it. But all day long, it was a constant stream of cars pulling over into the parking spaces and FaceTiming with people. And it was like an hour. And it's the funniest thing because you're like watching them and they had no shame. Windows open. They're like, you know, trying to like move the camera around, finding their like exact right light. It was hilarious. But I, I think that's part of why I'm self conscious because I don't want to be that person, right? Well, here's the thing they can judge us. Like they spend all the time judging us looking in. We can judge them looking out. Yeah. And that's, and that's anyway. the thing. That's what, that, you know, why you're uncomfortable, Ethan? I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to just lay it out there for you man mm-hmm. you're uncomfortable because of all the things that go through your head when you see them <laughs> yeah, yeah very true. No, you're 100 percent right yeah exactly I'm, all whatever, my judgments are coming back to judgment exactly. myself whatever other people judge other people heavily for is what they actually judge themselves for there you go yes yes <laughs> wow this, this is like one of those more you know type moments i feel like i'm flashing back to my childhood after school so, it's not deep one of the things i love that you guys started doing after we after we spoke to you last um a couple of months later you started doing these maker 101 videos oh and yeah they're mm-hmm. just i mean a lot of them are things you know obviously they're things that if you're in the space you know people like us it's like oh yeah we know this stuff but i've watched them anyway and i'm always like wow this is really like i have referred people back to some of this stuff because it's like this is good information like this is this is like the reference, like almost like the encyclopedia for making stuff that well, you can and, just and, refer and people what, back to. What's nice too is like when when it is something I know, or even when it is something I know, it's nice to have that affirmation, right? Affirmation mm-hmm. uh, that I'm doing it right because because I I know you guys and I and I trust what you guys say, so it's 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 nice anyways, right? So that's good. Yeah. It's like a refresher for us too sometimes because just going through the exercise of putting the information down on paper, right. we double check and we're like, okay, yeah, this is this is how it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what? a really. I mean, that's a really good point too. Like, it sometimes when someone asks me about something I do, and I explain it, I'm like, oh, that's why I do it. You know, yep. like, yep. <laughs> yeah. It's like the the a perfect example of that is is the um the power drill impact driver hammer drill video. Trying yeah. to explain the difference between three things that to all for all intents and purposes to the average layman just look like, you know, that's the same tool, right? But a nice, concise explanation of what the difference is when you use each one, what they're for. It's like, oh, this is exactly the kind of stuff when you're trying to explain what we do to other people, you can just go, okay, I got a video for you. Hold on a second and just <laughs> pluck it out and go, here, check this one out. Yeah. And we also, it's funny that you mentioned the personality thing, because we also looked at doing those for a little bit as an easy way to just get used to being mm-hmm. on camera together mm-hmm. and just in like little short bursts. Well, that was something else that you guys are doing more of. I don't know if maybe I just noticed it more, yeah. but you guys are on camera together more now. Than you're used Absolutely. To yeah. yeah. And it's, so, and it's awesome. I mean, it's, it's, I, no, no, it's, it's it, great. I've, it, I've, it was, it was noticeable because it used to be a Michael video a Brooke video, a Michael video, a Brooke video. Now it's like, oh yeah. And occasionally we even do videos together. Like, oh, look at that. We both make really different things. Mm -hmm. Right, right. I think we talked about that last time too. It's kind of of natural for like some product, whatever. One of us just takes the lead or the other, but we do, we're trying to do more together when we can. It's fine. I even like it. Like, I mean, you know, uh, like doing intros together or like explaining a prop 
part of the process to the other person. Like those are all really nice things. I mean, we talked, uh, well, we were talking about it before, but uh, we were talking about it with David Picciuto when he was on and just having someone else in the shop to have dialogue with mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. can, can, can make it, make it more dynamic and, and it gives you opportunity to have more fun or uh, crack jokes because you're not cracking a joke to silence, right? You're not cracking jokes to no one laughing so, that kind of thing. So oh, like the worst is when I think I said something really funny and then I watch it back and I'm like, that, that didn't land. Right. And you think you're being hysterical and you, then you, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like 20 minutes of footage of you going into this joke and leaning into it. And then you watch the whole thing go delete. <laughs> but, but if Michael was there, he could have just been like, that was garbage. Yeah. <laughs> but Michael is funny a hundred percent of the time though. Mm-hmm. I won't you, say that about you. I think that's one of the things that's great about <laughs> the two of you in general. Like you're both, you're both particularly funny, but in like that kind of, I don't know how to describe it. You're not like this uproarious slapstick funny. You're more of this, like, we're just funny people and, you know, we're just going to slip jokes in and funny references. You're, and... you're the funny you want to hang out with. Yeah, exactly. You're the, versus you're the funny have a, you're have a beer funny rather than watch on stage funny, which I'd rather right. hang out with, hang out, have a beer funny. Believe me. <laughs> so. We appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, I hope you guys weren't planning on, like, announcing that you're going to do st- start doing stand-up because you're now stand-up comedian <laughs> no 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 <laughs> but the other thing i've noticed is that the videos something i love about it is the videos have gone even the project videos are less the project start to finish than the fails and all the trials i mean the backpack the video the oh backpack video was quite an emotional roller coaster um, it was edited down too. I it, edited so much out because I was like, people are going to think I just was an angry person. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great because the whole process was there. Like, I, I look at that backpack. I'm like, that thing is so cool. And then I saw that when I saw the thumbnail, I was like, okay, a backpack, laser cut, living at living hinge, got all that. I look at the time. I'm like, Jesus, 26 minutes. Oh my gosh. What is she? What is she doing? And I watched the video. I'm like. Oh my God, this is so good. Does it work? Does it work? Did it work? Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. I'm on the edge well, of my seat well, for 26 here, minutes. Here, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go, Ethan. Oh, real quick. I mean, what here? What what I think is that there's a difference between a video that I I watch because I want to learn something, like want to learn something, but I I don't subscribe to that person versus a video that I subscribe to the person, and that's a perfect example of a video I describe I subscribe to because you're talking about troubleshooting and what worked and what didn't work and those types yeah. of things. And to me, that's a, like, that's something that I value in, in, in learning about versus if I just want to learn how to make a laser cut, uh, live hinge backpack, I'll just search that. And there's probably 20 videos and mm-hmm. I'll pick and choose between those videos, but I'm not going to subscribe to any of those channels because I just want to make that one thing versus this where i'm i'm subscribing to you and your process versus the the product does that make sense i don't know yeah it totally makes sense and it's interesting that you say that because one of the things that we've tried to take this year to do is really reflect on what we want our online content to be about Mm -hmm. and one of the things we really want to hone in is that a lot of times the cnc machines get presented like these magic machines Mm -hmm. click a button and you go and i and i think that it's really easy to maybe not recognize the level of I don't know, difficulty that goes into some things where I think I had a few moments with the backpack where I was literally sitting there thinking, had I done this not on a CNC machine, it would have been way easier. But I couldn't 
but I couldn't have duplicated it, right? right. So right. I, you're making the digital file. The digital file then can be duplicated in the second backpack. It's really easy to make. Um, and that's part of why we wanted to do the virtual makerspace because we were thinking like that's a really great way to get people who watch our videos really involved at our makerspace because obviously we're in Massachusetts. If someone watches us and lives in Colorado, um, it's a way that, you know, if people can go to the virtual makerspace, watch me troubleshoot, make this digital file, go through all the trials and tribulations with me, then be able to download it and make it alongside me. That's cool right. content in my mind. And that's what we really want to do. And, and, I also, think, and I think that's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And the process is the interesting part, right? I mean, right. I've watched a lot of, there were a lot of channels I watched that do laser related projects. And a lot of those laser related projects, particularly laser, I mean, CNC, I kind of expect that people are, you know, less iterative with the CNC because it just takes so much longer to do anything. Mm -hmm. But particularly with laser projects, there's a lot of, I designed it this way. I cut it. It worked on the first <laughs> try. I glued it yeah. together. Here's the beauty shot. See you next week. And it's like, okay, for, not for nothing, but, you know, if you were experienced with a laser, that is a lot of your projects. But if you're doing these bigger, more complicated things, I want to see the fails that could happen. I want to mm -hmm. see the pitfalls. Right. One of the things I started playing around with sublimation. And okay. I have watched so many videos on sublimation before I ever set up my printer. And by doing that, I kind of knew where the pitfalls were and the things mm -hmm. people were doing wrong. But and, if they hadn't showed them. Right, exactly. And if I hadn't seen all those process videos and all the things that people were doing, I'd have no idea. Yeah, maybe I get lucky and it works on the first try, but nothing really ever works on the first try. So at least I know that if it didn't work, I have enough knowledge where I can be like, all right, I can figure this out. I'll know what to expect. Well, and here's the other thing, too. I think I think with more and more people getting CNCs and lasers and all those things, there's going to be way more uh, opportunity to just buy a digital file, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And make the thing. And and that's great. And But I think that is just going to make this, what we're talking about, even the gap even uh, oh, yeah. broader because... Because, okay, I, if I want to, if I want to build, make exactly that, I can buy that digital plan twelve different places. But if I want to, if I want to make that, but I want to do a couple different things, I'm going to need to know how to troubleshoot yep. and how to do the process. Yeah. If I'm, you know, so like that, and so that's when I'm going to want videos that show me how to troubleshoot or how to design or those types of things. Otherwise, I'll just go buy the one thing, you know, the one plan and whatever. Yep. 100%. And one of the things that you guys are just crushing is the, this is the project. Here's what you can bump into. You know, even if it's little things like something doesn't line up right or something, you know, you look at it and it doesn't quite look right or it doesn't look like it's going to work right. I love that. I really love, and I feel like I'm repeating myself a million times. Maybe I am, but I really love watching the process of making something mm -hmm. much more so than I like watching, you know, start, project finish well, beauty shot I it's just... not an assembly video you know exactly right <laughs> and i think that i also think it's really important to take on projects and understand that the days where everything failed like that wasn't a failure of a day that was actually in a lot of ways a more important day than the day that it all goes right and that's okay mm -hmm. what is what does jimmy say uh you're going to school right or whatever yeah, yeah. It does sometimes feel like going to school, like even when it's something you know how to do. Like, right. And, and so, yeah, don't. Yeah, that's a really good point, Brug, is don't take those days as failures. Take those as learnings. Right. Those are yeah. learning days. 
Yeah, um, like I busted up a, like a sheet of walnut making the backpack and I like posted it on the Instagram story and a bunch of people were like, oh no. And I remember being surprised that so many people reacted that way. But then I realized, I, I think like I often go into it with the mentality of that's part of the materials cost. Is that yes, something that's not like I didn't fail. That was just well, part of it. And I remember just noticing that about how people reacted to it because yeah. it surprised me. Well, we could really make people cringe because you told me something about that backpack project on Instagram the other day. What we did were I say? Well, uh -oh. you were talking about the um, the end. I was talking about the end shot and how many you had in front of you, and yeah. you're like, "Yeah, that wasn't all of them." <laughs> oh no, it wasn't all of them. No, 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 no. There's a, should I should I divulge the ultimate secret about that one? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Okay, it's it broke. Oh, really? <laughs> not because the design was bad. Okay. Like, I need to fully full disclosure. <laughs> because you so, you like sledgehammered it. Basically, <laughs> pretty much. Basically, she, she did her finish shots in, in front of like a uh, two cement walls. Yeah. And she was doing like spinning. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, you were, wait, I never would have expected you to have a spinning what? shot. <laughs> but guys, but I'll, but remember when I was saying that back step, that cement walls on the back step. There's mm -hmm. a whole Mexican restaurant filled with people eating tacos, drinking. <laughs> margarita staring at me well, i had an hour to get these finish shots done so i was like i'm not gonna care and i was like doing my thing and i smacked my back into the cement wall oh, no. the on, and it actually survived the first time like i looked at it and i was like <laughs> the, the first time I, the first it time survived. and i was like dang bro good craftsmanship like yeah I, I took it as a win but then i went back inside and put it down and it like i gently set it on the table and then it went through. <laughs> <laughs> no. And actually, it was only one small component that broke. It wasn't like a major catastrophe. Okay. But everything was wood glued together. So it's just, it's, oh, it's really so bad. Funny. I like had a day of needing to mourn the loss. I was like, sitting there, like what just happened? <laughs> and here's the crunch. Your heart jumps into your throat and you're just hoping it's not as bad as it sounded when it happened. <laughs> you post, you, then you post on Instagram, deep discount for... <laughs> No. So you've made a lot of interesting, like, um, fashion accessory type things on the laser. Do you actually use them? Yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't had anywhere to go. <laughs> Fair point. I, I love making clothes. That's actually, like, I, I love making my own dresses. And when our daughter was younger, I used to love making Halloween costumes for her. That was what I originally learned how to make was sewing. I grew up sewing. So for me, that's second nature. And I didn't realize till I got older that that was kind of a unique skill. That's that unbelievable. That people don't know how to do. Yeah, I still, I remember when we were, when you guys were on last time, I remember saying that I had a sewing machine sitting in the basement. Well, after that episode, episode because when you said you um when you guys when brooke when you said you grew up knowing how to sew from a young age i remember <laughs> saying oh i never learned and <laughs> i still haven't really figured out so oh my it's, God. it's so much harder than i thought <laughs> thank you for saying that because i actually agree whenever i've tried to explain it because like michael will be like oh how do you do that and i try to explain it and i'm like it's actually way harder in a yeah. lot of subtle ways than some of the different ways not that any kind of making is like easier or harder than others but woodworking is very tangible mm -hmm. like like there's a thing you need to make a notch in it well, <laughs> and, and, and there's and like straight the edges to like line things up against like a table saw <laughs> has like you know, <laughs> reference points and stuff like yeah. that and like trying to keep a straight line with with a consistent seam um, you know all those things are someone tried hard. to Needing someone tried to... to explain the thread path through a sewing machine and i remember just going <laughs> yeah no someone's gotta like come to my machine with me 
and show me because I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, you just feed the bobbin through here and you put it through yeah. here under the foot, through the loop and into the bottom and then lined it up under here, spin the handle and it tightens up. What and then the first time you hit the about? pedal, the first time you hit the pedal, the thread pulls back through all that safe- and you have to start all over. I would wear safety goggles because I would fully expect the needle you, to just smash. Really? Oh, 100% because I would. I know I'm going to break a needle because I'm an that's idiot. Funny. Why would it fly into your face? What are you doing to it? I, that's the thing. To me, this machine, I will stand there, nose away from the bit on the CNC and not care. Give yeah. me a sewing machine. I'm wearing safety equipment, man. I'm not screwing around. <laughs> this is no joke. Sa- sewing machines oh, I'm, are I'm, no joke. I'm, I'm wondering what kind of sewing machine you have, Vincent. I'm, I feel like... I don't think it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's some performer, uh, uh, some musician. Oh, singer. That's the one, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm but... not doing stand-up comedy either. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> Let's we, would, quick... we would come to your show, Vincent. We'd laugh. I appreciate yeah. that. I appreciate that. You guys did something really cool in the off time, and you mentioned it a second ago, but I want to go into it a little bit now. Since the makerspace was kind of closed, you came up with something a little bit different for people to do to participate. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the plan that went forward in the time of the pandemic? Yeah, the virtual makerspace concept, we'd always bounced around even before there was a pandemic, just as a way to connect with people if they watch us online or share our files and whatnot. Um, The pandemic kind of offered a nice time period where we could really focus on it because turns out it takes a lot of work to make a website, especially with the functionality we wanted. Um, But then what kind of expedited the process as well is we started getting a lot of DMs and messages from people that were saying my makerspace closed or, you know, I don't know if it's going to be opening up again or not, but I love having the community aspect of it. And obviously we can't give all of the same things that we can give to our in-person regular members online, but we wanted to think of a way that we could bring as many elements of a makerspace community virtually two people if they wanted to participate in that and make it affordable too. And you guys have basically put together, I mean, even right now I'm just looking through the projects and what, what's really cool about it is a couple of these are projects that we've seen you actually build on YouTube, which is yeah. really, really neat. So if you like the project, you can you actually can right. watch. Yeah. You can actually get <laughs> some. Yeah. That's, that's pretty freaking cool. That's well, pretty and cool. earlier you were mentioning the part about, you know, the different trials and tribulations and the different things that goes into it. Mm-hmm. And, one of the other thoughts around that is if you download one of the files, we supply all of the, not only the finished files, but also the like working files. Oh. So they're very easily imported into a modeling program and modified. Yeah. So if, if you do want to like make the backpack, but change a little detail, it's we've formatted all the files where you can do that. That's super interesting. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's that's the money right there because now it's like, oh, I don't have to build your exact backpack. I can build, yeah. you know, I can build one with the awkward opening in the front like it had and stuff like <laughs> yeah, that. You want the awkward version. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's, it's a really cool concept. And it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting to see, I know you said you were working on it beforehand, but it is interesting to see how the pandemic has made people more creative 
in how they get together. You know, we're Ethan and I are both part of a group called Makers on Zoom having coffee. Um, yeah. I see people, you know, a lot of people I know are on Clubhouse pretty much 24-7, it appears. Um, <laughs> you know, there's just everybody's finding new ways to get together. Even right. I know it's going to probably go backward a little bit now because things are starting to open back up and go back to normal. But I think some of this stuff is actually going to stick because yeah, I think people I, are going to actually exa- really like this. I think that, I think you're exactly right, Vince. I, I don't see things going back to what it was. I think people, uh, there's, it's definitely going to be different than it is now. But mm-hmm. I think people have realized that you, I, I think that, and I think that this community, we kind of knew that already that, you can we really we have meaningful represent uh, meaningful relationships virtually, right? Totally, totally. So you can, and and so I think we knew that already, but I think more and more people are realizing that through this whole pandemic and everything like that. And there's ways to connect, and like we've said before, I I talk to people, so like on like my Instagram friends or my virtual friends. I'm way more connected to than even some of my best friends from growing up and mm-hmm. yeah. you know, whatever. It's just, it's a new, it's a new world, right? My- Michael's sister and her husband always joke with us that they think they talk to us all the time. <laughs> because they follow us online and then they'll yeah. say, I don't think we've seen you for like three weeks. <laughs> right, right. I-, I found out, I forgot who said it and I feel really bad because it was really deep. But there's a name for this. There's a name for this phenomenon. I huh. learned it. I learned it today. You ready? Go for mm-hmm. it. It's called a parasocial relationship. Oh, I Drop did any. not know this was a thing, but it is apparently a thing where you form parasocial relationships, particularly with people that you watch, because most most of YouTube is you watching a person and a personality and you Mm -hmm. develop this parasocial relationship where you start to feel like you're friends because you've watched each other on YouTube. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, that really is true. Yeah, it is true. And I think again, with the virtual makerspace concept, it's like kind of running with that, where if you want Mm -hmm. to make something, you're like, oh, that's cool. You can physically be making the same thing within two minutes mm-hmm. if you right. on the on the um using the website and connect and kind of further connect and then dm me if something goes really awry you can, and i and i've worked on the same thing and i can walk someone through it which is really cool i really like it it's, well I, I, th- I think too like uh i mean I, I think back to like if i wanted to learn some some kind of woodworking or whatever i could take classes at woodcraft right or i could do one yeah. of their classes but I was limited to what that particular retail uh, shop was teaching. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I could potentially, you know, doing what you guys are doing, right? Let's woodcraft or makerspace. I could learn from a makerspace in Colorado, right? Yeah, yep. totally. And that's it. So I'm not limited to what's around me. I'm limit. I'm only limited to what is offered out there, which is way more than anything that's ever going to be around you, right? Right. Well, and as far as what we're doing, the project files are up and live now. And then last week we started making live our virtual equipment room, which is, um, you know, kind of feeds right into what you're talking about, too, because that's where you can then upload your files if you don't have the machine and we'll cut it for you. Or if you don't have the big bed size. So if you you want to do one laser cut thing that requires a huge bed size, but you don't want to buy the big laser because who wants? Honestly, they're huge. Who wants it? 
um, virtual members can also have access to that. We can cut it on our machines, get it shipped out. And then you have the one piece that you need. Let me tell you something. You don't, I mean, I know you guys do, but I mean, I'm talking in generalities. You don't realize how valuable that is. I am very, very fortunate because I got an order from a customer. He wanted something that's three feet by five feet. And it's like, okay, I can't cut that on my Shapeoko. Just not going to happen. Luckily, I have Big Al from New York Woodworks. (laughs) And I already, I called him, I actually called him Friday. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to need some time with Hannibal if that's okay. And he's like, yeah, of course, no problem. So I'm going to actually have this project ready, give him the files, and we're going to cut it on his gigantic Laguna CNC because why the hell not? But that's the availability of that is freaking fantastic. Mm -hmm. And it kind of answers that constant question on YouTube of, well, I could make that if I had that. And it's like, well, no, you can. Here, go for it. Now you do. (laughs) It's kind of the same, I mean, same concept uh, with Kim and Garrett, Vincent, where Mm -hmm. there's there's kind of three different uh, consumers, right? There's consumers that just want the plans, right? They want to do everything themselves. And then there's kind of the in-between people that don't really have the equipment. They kind of, they want to, they kind of want to assemble it, right? They want Mm -hmm. to assemble it themselves. And then there's people that want the final product. And in the same, in a similar way, you guys can kind of, you guys could offer all three of those, that whole spectrum, right? In a different, with different monetary, you know, brackets or whatever. Yeah. So I don't really, I have an interest in the first two. Yeah. Yeah. No, (laughs) yeah, totally. There's a lot of people that do the finished goods and, um, Mm -hmm. I mm-hmm. personally find it much more fulfilling to help someone else achieve their project. 100%. I'm, I'm 100% with you on that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, um, and, and I find that whenever I am like, oh, yeah, I could I could do that for you, I end up getting so frustrated by the end of it. In right. That I end up needing to take like two weeks off just to like cool down. <laughs> <laughs> Decompress <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> yeah. You did that. Michael did that for 15 years. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, but I there's it. something. There is something, and I I, I totally un, I agree with you, Michael. I'm I often with with like leatherwork and stuff. I'm like, you can get these tools for if you if you can spend ten dollars on Amazon, you can probably make this thing yourself. And I will I will walk you through every step. But it's gonna like I'll be happier and you'll be happier if you do it yourself, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. So the next two things is uh, hopefully in the next two weeks we'll have all the machines available on the uh, virtual equipment. virtual equipment room, and then we're kind of at the same time developing some classes. And there's also going to be yeah. an online classes section where you can go and get very in depth. Um, it's kind of like the Maker 101 stuff we were talking about earlier, but on steroids. Where yeah, like like Adobe Illustrator. Like let's do it. <laughs> Adobe Illustrator. I'm going to show you exactly what button to click, what button not to click, and you know really guide it through that. Specific Specifically, kind of like what what if you are are you talking like live classes or like no? Okay, okay. We're gonna start with the pre recorded stuff. Yes, I was gonna gonna do, but we do have plans to do like live seminars and then Mm -hmm. record them so they'll become recorded content. But there will be like the opportunity if if you go in live to do like the question and answer periods. One thing, one thing I've always thought about with that kind of thing is also like for people that you know, maybe it's a subscription or whatever, if they are bought into it almost like an office hours, right? So if you're like subscribed to a learning whatever, like it's going to be a pre-recorded thing. But if you are subscribed and you're paying a monthly whatever, like we'll have office hours from 
every Saturday at 10, 10 to 10 to 11, come on and we'll answer questions. Or, you know, I think there's something yeah, there too. Totally. Yeah. And once we build, once we build up enough <clears throat> of a subscriber base that we think people actually, you know, show, show up, up it, yeah. um, that's definitely on the plans as well. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of work. Michael, just mm-hmm. to give people a frame of reference, like Michael hasn't made anything really for a while because he's been full time doing the website. Yeah, she's been doing all these cool like backpacks and things that take like three weeks to design. And I've been doing like, here's my seat box. Box, yeah. I, made, I made a box. Woo, okay. No, but you wrote seed on it. So that I mean, it's awesome. I know, right? He nailed it, guys. Yeah, no, it's so true. It's, it's yeah. a lot of work, but Michael's and Michael gets full credit for it because, you know, we really wanted it to be interactive. We didn't want it to just be like a website that you could look at. Right. We wanted it to feel like a makerspace. We also ended up designing it like three different times, yeah. too. Because oh, we get to the last step, guys. and we'd be like, oh, this platform won't actually let me do half Literally, of the things I want to do. We had the first time, Michael had it done, and we were like excited to launch. I like, we had wine in the fridge ready to toast. We were like, all right, we're doing it. And then he was like, Brooke, I don't know how to explain this, but the whole web platform that you had, you were like, it just won't do this one thing that we need it to do. And it was like something related to like the credit card. Like it was some key thing where I was like, I'm not comfortable making this live. So we just didn't make it live. And it was like womp womp. So then you built the whole thing from scratch a second time. I think, I think the idea, I think the idea (laughs) of having access to the machines, I think that's just going to set you apart from anyone else that's even attempting to do this. I know that was the biggest piece that the different platforms wouldn't allow us to do Mm because it's like, it's like totally custom plugins and things to be able to make that happen. It's <laughs> it's right. kind of crazy. Like I'm looking through the way like this upload you know, the um the 3D printer that's the one that's available now. Yeah. Like, this is just absolutely brilliant. Like the idea that you know you. if I'm working on a project, you know, and it's like, "Oh, I could really use a 3D printer part. Oh, look, somebody on Thingiverse already had this, but I don't have a 3D printer." This is like this just knocks down all and like all no, the barriers. Shade, no shade to Thingiverse, but oftentimes the stuff doesn't work. Well, dude, if you use one of the big printing surfaces that exist, it's so expensive. We mm-hmm. had priced out like a helmet at one point for three D printing. Helmet. Um, We're really cool. It came out to like three hundred bucks. You know, if if yeah. I printed it, and someone was like, "Oh, that's so expensive," you know. So I was like, "Okay, well, let's just see." So I like went on to like Shapeways, and I like put it all in. It, it came out to like five thousand dollars on their site. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I can afford that. Another dude. thing. Yeah, sorry. Go. No, that that's something. Because uh, there are times where I want to print something, usually with a specialty material, and it's like I, I, you know, there's no way I can do metal, right? So one of the things that I love about Shapeways, this Shapeways is a great example of this, but I love Shapeways because of the variety of materials. But then you go, oh, if I don't want to print this in the same plastic I can use, what's it going to cost? It's like, oh, cost prohibitive. Got it. <laughs> like, oh, it doesn't make if sense. You want to do it in the same plastic that you can print. It's, it's just yeah. The, the, I I understand that they have to make their money and they, they you know they have people that they have to pay and I get all that. But man, it's cheaper. If you have a project in mind, in some cases, it's actually cheaper to just go buy the printer. <laughs> you know, we, one of the biggest pet peeves of ours, when we first opened the makerspace, like I said, we're on a, we're on a, a main street, so people will wander in off the street. And it's shocking how many times people will come in and be like, oh, you guys 3D print here? And we're like, yeah, yeah. They're like, there's this part I need. It's a hyper-specific thing because I'm refurbing a toy from the 70s. It's this 
specific part, it looks like this. I found it on eBay. Could you believe it? It was $25. It's so like, you guys. <laughs> For five of them. For five of them, right? And they'll, they'll you're be like, like, buy it. Buy yeah, it. Literally. I do. Every yeah. single time. Yeah. I can't, I can't model like, look, it, print it. Sure. And maybe it costs like 50 cents worth of filament. <laughs> sure. But it's like you, Michael just said, it's like, I'm going to need to prototype this six times to make sure that it perfectly snaps into place. You know? It, yeah. That, that's me on uh, anyone that asks me to make something out of leather who saw something on Etsy. I, like, <laughs> and, and again, I mean, and, and, 98% of the time, people are like, I am willing to pay four times that because I understand that yeah. what I'm buying on Etsy is garbage. But like, I literally like could not even buy the material <laughs> for, for, for like, it would cost me twice as much to buy the materials for the thing that they're trying to it's buy. Funny how much, yeah. It's funny how often, by the way, that's come up in recent weeks where we talk about, you know, comparing yourself to stuff that other people are making and you look at them just the material cost and you're like i have no idea how you're selling it for that price like i just i have no ability whatsoever to sell anything at that price because yeah, well, I mean, like if you're a woodworker nowadays you're better off probably just going and just buying a sawmill oh my god well, it, 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 honestly <laughs> it might actually be better buying paid for <laughs> i think hard, i think hardwood is getting cheaper than hardwood. like so that's yeah. the weird thing hardwood is actually a yeah. little it's not I mean, as like expensive pro proportionately right. yeah it's the construction grade stuff that's out of control so mm -hmm. it's almost cheaper i think they were saying <clears> on clamp this week it was really funny but grant said that with the price of osb now it's actually just as cheap to do a whole roof with baltic birch because it's like it's just <laughs> the price yeah. difference is nothing now no. Yeah. So, totally. Well, we're lucky. Our our basement. We did this the slabbing day a couple years ago. So right when the pandemic hit is when all of that wood became finally dry enough to use. Uh, You're good. So yeah, I have well planned, guys. Wow. I've got ten years worth, of, worth of maple sitting and on a gold mine. <laughs> I know. If I only I invested in the OSB market. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Michael's got Michael's got a trench coat and in it is a bunch of live edge slabs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who, needs, who needs some walnut? Who needs I some... totally picture Michael doing that exact mood and face the whole I, show. That's I feel him. like that's going to be part of a video coming up. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, you, need yeah. some, you need some cherry? You need some cherry? I got some yeah, cherry exactly. idea. <laughs> it's 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 weird. I've I it's my whole woodworking thing seems to have slowed down a lot right around the time the prices went up. So I haven't really felt that pinch that everyone's talking about, but I know it's coming. I know that the, the business is going to start picking back up again and mm -hmm. I'm a little scared at what I'm going to find, but I've yeah. looking at the prices and like, you know, walnut, cherry, Paduke, maple, the, the woods I use the most, they're not really that much more. No, they, ha they, more they haven't jumped up in the same proportion. That, no. that's, I guess that's how we should frame it. Is Some like, of the stuff, yeah, right. I mean, you know, I, <laughs> we're in the process. I wanted to basically make some rustic-looking tabletops for the dining room table, for the coffee table, and the two end tables in the living room, just to put new tops on and make them a little fresh because we're staging the house to sell it. Mm -hmm. So we want it to look, you know, we want to look like the hipsters that we're supposed to be to live here. <laughs> and in reality, I'm thinking I'm probably just going to make a nice hardwood top for all of these pieces yeah. because it's going to be cheaper than buying two by fours and it's going to look a lot nicer. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. instead yeah. of making the furniture disposable with making it with construction stuff, I'm going to make it to keep. And right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. One just, of us will just, take it with us. Right. <laughs> That's just yeah. the way it is, you know, yep. it's, yep. it's so crazy to think about that. 
the stuff that used to be cheap that you wouldn't touch and now it's like yeah no i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna build a deck out of solid walnut just because it's cheaper (laughs) why not we um we're like kind of snobs with that we hate working with plywood both of us every time we do anything out of plywood anyway we're like eh. i I don't like i would have rather especially especially plywood you know like if it's the walnut because it's like a little bit of the veneer is gonna chip off right right, out in a way that i like it enough where it's like i'd rather just use the solid walnut yeah Mm -hmm. yeah 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 right well that's you're absolutely right like i like the look of really nice wall i really nice plywood but it also is so easy to mess up because your oh, point yeah. you chip, oh, yeah. you chip a tiny bit. Plywood is you can't sand it. You can't no. sand away your mistakes. No, 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 no. no. And which which I I always <laughs> have to do. By the way, <laughs> and it's funny because I've become really aware of material because I didn't used to care as much because most of the time when you're working with just regular power tools, it's like this. You kind of can predict how a material acts with you know a, a circular saw or a table saw or a miter saw or maybe a drill or a jigsaw or something like that. But the more I've gotten into using the CNC, the more hyper aware I am of the material that I'm putting on the bed, because Mm -hmm. you never really know what's going to happen. Like I was talking to Al about this project and he gave me a good example. You know, we're talking about, you know, maybe doing it with walnut ply because it's so big instead of trying, because I can't make a walnut panel that's three foot by five foot. That's just ridiculous. It'll weigh 150 pounds. Michael, Michael's making a face. He's like, well, you could. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the same twinkle in his eyes when he. But he made a really good point because we were talking about walnut plywood and he goes, the only thing you have to be careful of, he goes, you know, when you start doing the state outlines on this giant map, you know, you put plunge the V bit in to do the lines, and what if you hit a void? Then you got a real big problem, and you can't fix it. And I'm like, yeah, shite. What are you gonna do? You know, it's but it's you become really, really aware, especially with digital fabrication. You really do become very aware of the way material acts more yeah, than any other way. Predictable. Yeah. One of the things that Glowforge did that was brilliant was taking the unpredictability off the table by coming out with their own materials. And most people don't only use Glowforge materials in their Glowforge. Totally, I get it. But the fact is, I know that if I use their proof-grade materials, it's going to act a certain way. It's it's pretty pretty consistent. I mean, there are times where it's a little wonky or you'll get a piece and it's not completely flat. Is that when I see something like with like a, a QR code? Yes. Okay. Yep. yep. So a lot of companies, it's really funny because they did it. And then a lot of these other companies that were making knockoff Glowforge just started doing it too, because it's oh, a really? really good idea. Nobody wants to sit there and figure out settings. I mean, you can, I'm not saying you can't, right? But you guys have a higher end laser and I I look at it and I'm sure I could figure it out given enough time, but I like the training wheels of the Glowforge. I really do. It's like, oh, I don't want to be tinkering and fussing with my laser. I just want to put something on the bed, know that if I set it at this height and use this setting I've used before, it's going to just work, right? But for the most part, that's kind of been our experience with the big one. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Okay, that's good to know. Actually, that you like you figured out once, and like my setting for half inch plywood is my setting for half inch plywood. We have it written on the um, wall. It doesn't it. matter if it's half inch walnut, half inch birch. Oh, that's good to know. Inch, yeah, half inch underlayment. Yeah. The other thing is with the forge, <clears throat> I do think for like you're saying, Vincent. Like if you just don't want to think about it and don't have to worry about it and just pop it on and go. 
but I have this theory with Glowforge that people who love their Glowforge have never used any other laser before. And it's not- That's not a theory. That's the truth. I've never used another laser before. (laughs) I can ask you that because it's not a bad machine, but once you- there's a, it's very limiting and oh, it's not very precise. Believe me, believe it's not very precise, yeah. I will, I will, I might quibble on the precision part, but I will say that the Glowforge comes with some limitations that are <laughs> infuriating when you hit them. Mm-hmm. Like it's a 12 inch by 20 inch bed and you lose a half inch all around. Why? Yep. Just because. Why? Like there's literally no reason for it. The second problem is that the bed is so high up that the camera, you get you get the parallax and fisheye effect from the camera. Yeah. So if you know, sometimes you'll think something is placed correctly, and they have done a really good job of fixing it. It's no nowhere near like it was when I got the Glowforge originally because I've had it for like two years now. When I first got it. I had to make jigs for everything. Anything <laughs> you were going to cut, you had to make a jig to put it on there. Otherwise, you, you have no idea where it's going to cut. Mm-hmm. Now, at least since they came up with the new calibration thing, it's it's pretty much spot on. Like, I make jewelry mostly with it. So I'm putting really, really... For jewelry, that? it's probably just fine. Well, that's but that's the thing, right? Yeah. I'm making really, really tiny things, and I'm engraving really, really tiny things. And it's right where I put the laser for the most part. But where I really bump into problems is when I want to engrave a cutting board. And it's like, (laughs) oh, so I tell customers up front, they're like, can you engrave this? Like, yeah, but you got to keep it under this size. Otherwise, I can't get it in my laser. (laughs) Thankfully, I'm getting more comfortable with the CNC, but we don't tell the customers that. um, Do you have the pass-through? I don't. I don't. And the pass-through is only a three-millimeter pass-through anyway, I think. Yeah, but you can bypass it. Oh, Michael's yeah. very good at that. All it, all you need is a magnet. It just has yes. magnetic. It has a magnetic latch. You just throw a magnet uh-huh. on it. Thinks it's closed, so you oh. just leave the door open and wear the glasses. So I've seen people. What the the one the other limitation is height. And what I've seen a lot of people doing is they literally just cut the bottom out, and then they <laughs> yeah. prop yeah. it up. And it's like, yeah. wow, you guys like, just are bold. <laughs> here's the thing, though. I feel I I have opinions on Glowforge, but I feel that for the price you're paying for it, you shouldn't need to do that stuff. Yeah. I, I would argue I w- I have told people because I didn't get the bottom end model either. I got the 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 plus, not the pro. I didn't have the money for the pro, but I got the plus. And I have told people that you know you're you're walking into an ecosystem that it's a little bit pricey. It's very self contained. It's e- I mean, look, I went from box to first cut in twenty minutes, right? Yep. And I knew nothing about lasers when I did it. And I learned over the two years I've had it, I've gotten pretty comfortable knowing. Oh yeah, I could pretty much use this setting to engrave anything and it's going to look good. But yeah, it's it's really really funny how they've propped it up as a premium option and there are so many limitations. It's just so so many limitations. Well, not the least of which being that it's only 45 watts. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. limit you in speed and yeah, like our big you know, one the is bed, so the bed size faster. is but very small for premium. We have a huge laser. So like you said, laser. you're doing mostly the jewelry, but the minute you want to do, like I said, that cutting board, or yeah. if you want to try to do like engrave on a tissue box, like you just can't. Right. Tissue inches. box? What are you going to engrave on a tissue box, Michael? Maybe. I was engraving agates for a friend's birthday party, and I was doing like 30, 30 at a run, and it was taking an hour and twenty minutes to yeah. engrave. Yeah. You know. 
know, because you have to go so slow because of the, the power of the laser. So you have to slow it down. If it's 45 watts, you got to bring the speed way, way down so it has enough time to burn the glass. So <laughs> there are definite, and it's weird because these are all things that you, be, you kind of become a de facto expert at. It's like, oh, yeah, I, I, I know that's not going to work. Like hmm. I was doing cutting board and I was putting a juice groove on it and I'm like, I can bump that speed up. That can go a little faster. Yeah. You know, in the CNC, and, you know, I'm not a CNC expert, but I'm even looking at it going, that is really, really conservative. Let me bump that up. And yeah. by the time it was done, I had the juice groove cutting at 200% of the, so it was running at 120 inches per second, right? Uh, 20, 120 inches per minute, which is like much faster than I was running it to start with. And you do become, you kind of, everybody has their little cheat sheets and their notebooks. Yes. I have a notebook in Evernote that's like right. 30 or 40 different notes on like, oh, if you're going to do agates, this is the process. If you're going to do anodized aluminum, this is the process. This is where the maker space kicks ass. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. It circles right back to that topic right. we started with, where I think the, the, the CNC machines get marketed often as these magic machines. Oh. And like, it's so easy. And it's its, it's own skill set to look and say that mm -hmm. I'm like a fine woodworker. That's not true true but it's it's a totally different skill set and there's a lot of feel and experience that goes into figuring out how to navigate it and they're right. And it's a tool like anything it's else. It's a tool, right. We use ours in conjunction with the rest of our wood shop right. more than anything right. else. Well, yeah, I mean, it, and I, again, I, I'm not part of this conversation because I don't have a laser, but I do, I can relate in the sense of, so I, I use, I have the Cricut Maker and I use it a lot for mm -hmm. like engraving things mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And to your point though, I've, I have about, probably about five different settings that I use for <laughs> engraving leather. It. <laughs> but but it, it, it's all like it's all trial and error that I found for like this type of leather, like this type of uh, leather, this type of thickness of leather. Mm -hmm. This is the setting that I use. Yeah. And and now now it's all turnkey. Right. Like I I, I can do something in in two seconds. Right. I, if I want to put someone's initials on it and I know what kind of leather I'm using, I just basically type uh, EJC and hit go but it but it's learning how to use that tool um and the but the other and the other thing too i was just thinking back to what you were saying vincent about the size mm -hmm. um of your bed one of the things i think is really a cool uh angle to take it is what bruce has done is when he has something that's bigger than the bed of the glowforge is he makes like a coin right yep. he makes a I've little coin and then and like it's like an inlay so he yep. engraves the coin a uh, piece of wood uh, coin with his uh, with the glowforge and then you know drills it out on the cutting board or whatever it is and insets this uh, uh, little token and then you have your personalization and mm -hmm. it you know that's a workaround so again though it's yeah. it's a workaround yeah. so yes it's not perfect but it's 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 how do you get creative with what you have because totally. yes like it, it like oh, we can all you have better things or whatever but it's also about getting creative sometimes. You I'm know? totally first world probleming right now, by oh, the way. Yeah. As we all totally, are. Right. The whole conversation we is really, we're like talking about our humongous laser. Like it's it just is. better. It's like, it's, duh, it's huge. Yeah, of course though. So. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's interesting. I didn't mean because that in a bad way at all. I, I meant feel like, no, no, like, you're right. But, but there's not, no, you're hundred percent right though. There is a certain amount of you, you work with what you have, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't have, even if I wanted one, like I have wanted, I'm not going to lie. I've wanted a saw stop since I started woodworking, right? Oh, yeah, right. I don't have the room in my shop for a cabinet saw of any right. kind. It, yep. it, even if you get down to the small rigid one that everybody loves that 
99 out of 100 woodworkers seem to have these days. I couldn't even fit that in my shop because the table's too wide. Mm -hmm. right? My shop, everybody looks at my shop, oh, it's so big, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, look at my shop, look at the shape of it, and try to figure out how you're going to move material around my shop. It's not a matter of do you have the space for the tools. Of course I have the space for the tools. The tools, you make tools fit where they fit. But how do I get the material into and out of the tool? I've rearranged my shop. I'm on the fourth or fifth rearrangement of it just because I couldn't figure out how to get sheet goods through the table saw. Because right. it's like, oh, yeah, if I want to just rip a piece off the sheet. And I still, to this day, from time to time, if I'm not in the mood to futz around, it goes on some rigid insulation on the top of my workbench, and I cut it with a straight edge in the circular saw just because I don't want to deal with trying to maneuver it. But, you know, it's, it's again, it's working with what you have. I would love to have a wide open space, like a two-car garage, which to me is like, premium with nothing in the middle like a set of stairs like my basement has <laughs> and i could just do what i need to do right but then again i'm still getting stuff done and i think that's what i think that's what we're really good at you know like bob when bob was on he said makers are problem solvers that's what yeah. we do we're problem right. solvers and it, i love it, it, I love watching people solve problems, and sometimes the problem isn't in the project it's how do i do this project in the space that i have to do it in and it comes down to efficiency too. I mean, that's the thing is like a lot of, t a lot of times you can, you can do a thing, you can figure out a solution, but it's not efficient. Like, and so that's when, mm -hmm. if you do have the space and you do have the ability, it totally makes sense to do that. Even if you could figure it out totally another way around it. But one of the things I love about you guys is the way you embrace all the disciplines, right? So you have the, mm -hmm. you have all the, you have all the robot, you have the robot army that does some things. <laughs> And you also, you actually know how to do like traditional woodwork. Like your woodworking well, projects have always been exceptionally good. And you actually just got a new toy, didn't you guys? I did. No, did they? I oh, hadn't yeah. noticed. Want to tell yeah. the story? You didn't notice that? Bit? <laughs> We're kind of part of it. Did you guys, did they know that? Wait, what? what? The CNC router? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. The King Michael. The King Michael. Oh, gosh. You guys were kind of part of us getting that machine. I don't know if I ever told you that. No, you didn't uh, tell no. us that. Oh, look at this. But I'm going to instantly take credit. I'm, I'm going to put on Instagram right now that I'm responsible. Yes. We are responsible. We, How had, do we had loosely mentioned last time we were on the podcast, you had asked Michael what he wanted next. Mm -hmm. And he said a big CNC router. And they reached out after hearing it on your podcast. They did. They happy. heard this podcast? Yup. Yep. yep. Well, hell. Well. <laughs> and they that just, it was like it was like clockwork. It was like the week after. And I was like, what the heck is your magical power, Michael? Stuff like this happens to Michael all the time. <laughs> I don't understand it, but I go with it. Wow. And they, they they wanted a big one and they were like, the one kicker is it, it it's this big. Like, can you fit this? And you're like, we'll figure out a way. Basically. I have to add an addition to the house. We will yeah. fit this. Yeah. Guess we're building a shed, y'all. Yeah. Well, can, can, can your machine build an extra outbuilding? <laughs> How long can it be outside before we have to get it? I'm figuring if it can be outside for two days, we can make it fit. It, it's, and I'm, I'm just thinking back to uh, Brand, Brandy's episode where Was she, she built, she built that work. That, uh, she built her workshop before they before yep. they built their house. Yeah, they were living in an RV on the driveway while they built the workshop before the house was finished. It's Makes absolutely you need the workshop to finish the house, right? Uh, right? Of course. <laughs> See, we, we, we yeah. say this jokingly, but everyone that's ever been on the podcast always understands that mentality. I don't know what it is. <laughs>
it's, it's absolutely amazing. It's amazing how everybody, no matter what your discipline is, we all kind of understand each other. Like I, I've kind of, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of becoming more of a, like a, I like doing, I'm almost like, I like doing crafty stuff more than I like doing like the makery stuff now. And yet I still feel like, no, I, we're still, we're still all the same people. Like we still, the same thing. yeah, okay. it's, it's amazing how inclusive a community is that can include like a guy who paints nuts and <laughs> someone who works with metal and a CNC expert. Like it's like, oh yeah, we're all the same community. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. But we can even think of something to just do together too. Totally. Yeah. Totally. That's what I love. I love when the collabs. Three things. I, I need to get, and I need to get somewhere, somehow. I need to get my first collab under my belt. Like I feel like I need to work with somebody on something because I, I have not ever worked with somebody else on a project. I've always worked alone. Yeah, it, it is. It's a, it's a lot harder than you think. Workshop. Maker's Workshop is an open door. Oh, I can't wait. I am. I'm, I, you know, we we've teased it a few times because we mentioned it during the first time you guys were on. But I am so excited about the prospect of when everything is open again. Yeah. All of us getting together at the makerspace and doing the show from there and just hanging out for a day or two. It's yeah. I am, I am so yeah. excited about that. Like cool. I think we talked about this the first time the first time you guys were on. Like I met you guys and instantly and yes. it was like, oh, oh we're, we live so close together. <laughs> you guys got a makerspace. This is gonna be amazing. And instantly, oh, I'm I can't lock down. Yeah, you can't even uh, leave your house. <laughs> right. I'm pretty partial, obviously, but like Maker's Workshop on a Friday night is the funnest place on planet Earth. Are when- you gonna Are you gonna make Not pizza COVID. for everybody? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, okay. So here's the thing. <laughs> I knew it was gonna come because- up at some point. <laughs> I don't know what to do about it because I don't think I, I think what I'm going to do on Fridays and, and you heard it here first on the because we make podcast. I think I'm going to do pizza morning and I think Uh-oh. I'm going to bring my pizza to the makerspace and whoever's at the makerspace and whatever first come, first serve. can try my pizza <gasps> and then we can give the review in the story. That's Done. I think what I'm going to do. That, you can that have like a live, you can take like a live vote. Is it pizza? And just yeah. a show of hands. Is it pizza? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's kind of like a perk of being a member. You get can to we, we have to talk about that by the way we have to talk about this because i am this is the one thing this is the one it's weird how some things just become we were talking about you guys a couple was last week or the week before i was like how things kind of become a brand for you Mm -hmm. is it a pizza has become such a thing with your instagram stories And it's just, it's the funnest thing ever. I love watching. Okay, so for those of you that aren't following, and I don't know why you wouldn't be, but if you're not following Makers Workshop LLC on Instagram, you really need to be because the stories are gold. And there's a lot of them, and they're all day long. But on Fridays, there's a pizza event that happens every single Friday. It's and an- it involves, you know, dough rise dancing, so that dough rise is right, and a vote at the end, is it pizza? How many different pizza recipes do you think you've tried since you started doing this? I don't know, and I don't keep track of them. <laughs> and sometimes people at the end will be like, this looks delicious. I want to make it for my family. What's the recipe? And I'm like, I have no clue. <laughs> Go I back and watch it. You got 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just It, it just kind of became a thing. And actually, in our households, the three of us that live here, <laughs> um, whatever, um, when, when, when lockdown started, we were like, we need to do something every week to kind of like mark a week and just have some semblance of, of totally. 
like rhythm and, and independent of the Instagram story, I started making pizza on Friday and we watched a movie. And at one point I had posted a picture of a pizza that I made and it was a barbecue chicken pizza. I remember mm, it. One of my and favorites. I posted it being like cooked tonight kind of thing. And I instantly got a bunch of DMs of people being like, that is not a pizza, Brooke. Tell me, t- screenshot terrible. that. I want to know, know who those people are. No, I, have to find, I, have, I can tell you their names because it's <laughs> Who the pizza purists are. You don't need that negativity in your life. No, I don't. I don't. I, I, they know who they are. Jenny and Davis and Keith Decent. Those are the two pizza purists. No. Wow. Right. Specifically wow. Davis. Is it, yeah. Specifically Davis. There's the pizza purists. I can never please them. It's fine. We're all that's friends. That's hilarious. But that's how it started because I thought it was hysterical. It got such a reaction and I wasn't posting it with the intent of getting a reaction. I was posting right. it and like made a pizza. And um, so then the next week I was like, I'm going to milk this a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I like milked it a little bit more and people like kept responding and then it just grew into this thing. And I've been sent free knives. That's um, so funny. That's like amazing. By makers. By makers, yes. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, people want to contribute to Pizza Nights. So, like a follow of ours reached out and, and he was like a knife maker and he was like, I want to make a knife. And I was like, oh, that's like really cool. I was like, I didn't I didn't ask for it at all. And he like custom made a knife um, wow. that matched the pizza peel that I made. So like that's the knife I use every week now. And it's so I'm trying fun. To think of- it's, like, I'm- such a, it's such a thing. And I don't know if it shows... But um, like in my DMs and on Friday, like our Instagram is just like very lively on my end. I don't know if people feel that on the outside end, but I love it. I, I love it. I, 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 I don't really get to catch it on Friday. I don't always get to catch it on Friday, but a lot of times like I'll wake up Saturday morning and I'll be <laughs> scrolling through Instagram. I'll be like, oh, right. It, what did she make? What kind of pizza is it this week? And I always have to know, like I've gotten to a point now where the pizza in your family on a Friday night is part of my right, weekend. Your Friday night. Like, right. it's, it's really important. So, I didn't think I cared about pizza that much, but the funny thing is, I think I've gained a self-awareness of how much I like pizza because like people will send me pictures like at WorkbenchCon last year, we ordered a pizza to the lobby. So like we have a bunch of pictures of us serving pizza, like having pizza and like I have pictures of me as a kid like making pizza. I think it's just part of me. Well, so, so it's it, it's funny that you say the whole like tradition thing because uh, we 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 kind of had the same thing happen where Friday nights are pizza nights, but we are lazy and not uh, creative, so we just get regular pizza. Yeah. But, um, but so there's that's funny. But the other thing, just because we, I mean, Vincent, we always talk about like uh, ideas for growing yourself on Instagram or whatever. I think it's a really interest like interesting avenue that you just brought up about you didn't know that that was a thing right but the the second that people have reaction whether good or bad (laughs) there's something there and if you can if you can figure out a way to kind of milk it and make it into a thing that's a really good way of engaging I always think of it as like a low hanging fruit conversation yes. order. Yes. One of the things on Instagram that I think can be difficult if you follow somebody and you really like their work and you're like, I think I'd be friends with this person is knowing how to reach out and say hi yes. the yep. first time and reaching out and saying hi while you're woodworking so cool is like kind of a dorky conversation starter. Right. But being like that looks delicious or like what the heck are you doing? It's just an easier way. And and I think it's it's been great because I think we've gotten to know a lot of our followers really well just through pizza night and stuff like that (laughs) on the the same on the same like on the same uh vibe like the the 
uh, unnecessary leather, right? I, mm-hmm. I mean, I totally stole that from the We Build a Thing guys um, who did the unnecessary walnut, but I, I did that. And your point to your point, it gives someone, it gives people a way to tag me that yeah. they that they feel like it's not like they're just tagging me as a handle, right? Yeah. yeah. There, there's kind of like I'm in, I'm in on the inside joke. And they are. And I mean that in the nicest, yeah. like, I totally agree with that. Like they, they're in on the joke and it's a way of that for them to kind of connect. And, and I love that. I think, and, and, and me personally, I like, I'm so like appreciative and humbled by it. You know, do you, do you know, I haven't really done a whole ton of like woodworking projects that weren't somewhat rushed lately. Um, particularly, I haven't made a cutting board in ages. It feels like, but do you know what people have actually messaged me? Like I did a couple of boards um, a couple of weeks ago, just dropped them right in the oil and went upstairs and came back down six hours later, took it out of the oil, let it dry and immediately got it ready to ship out, come up here and cure for a bit. I was getting DMS because people didn't get the bath song. And oh, it yeah. broke my heart. I was yeah, like, this yeah. goofy little song that I was right. just doing because it was, I was trying to be funny Actually, people miss it because I haven't done it in a while. It's like right. I didn't realize anyone cared. Right. No, but but that's but that's exactly what we're talking about, right. Vincent. It's, it's like it's funny. We right. all have one. It's interesting because there's three entities on this podcast right now, and we all have at least one of these yeah. things. Where it's mm-hmm. like I had no idea this was going to matter to anyone, and it does, and it's bizarre. The other thing too is funny. Like on pizza night, like Michael always punches the dough, and like yeah. where <laughs> the reaction when he punches the dough every week is. Was it last week when there was like a spin move? I think I don't don't know know what it was, but yeah, yeah. I I always love I always love the um, the dough rising dance. I I, it's just it's amazing how many components have gone into this thing that was made out of nowhere. Like every Friday, like I I actually spend a lot of hours on it at this point, and it's kind of sad because they go away after twenty four hours because it's a story. Mm -hmm. They never go away in our hearts, bro. They're in your archive though. like they're an archive and I've, I've asked people and like followers before and been like, if I put them, if I like make them into videos or like if I put them as reels or if I put them as like highlights, does it kind of change it? And universally, everyone's like, yes, don't do that. It's so much more fun when it's like a one-time thing. I, like, I, I, I mean, I hate to it's say okay. it, I agree. You know, agree. no thing. I, 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 yeah, I, I agree. Cause it's, it's a spontaneity. It's the spontane. No, I can't say the word, but. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, of it, yeah, of it, and and it's not to say that it doesn't show that you put work into it. It's just right. it, it's it's it, it's fun. It's that like that's what is so like appealing about it. It's like it's it's but fun, fun and cheeky and. But I know. have to know. I have to know. I have to know. I have to know. And you can be <laughs> honest because we're friends, right? Yeah. I have to know. Have you ever hit a point on a Friday night where you're like? I'm just, I'm just getting Chinese. I'm ordering Domino's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I'm just getting Chinese. Like, you're just not in the mood. I ordered takeout one time. It's been a year, and I ordered takeout (laughs) the one time. You could not go over one. (laughs) (laughs) That was was the best right there. I screenshotted the DMs I got, and it was all in, like, good, good spirits. People were like, I feel cheated on. (laughs) 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 I'm not hurt, just disappointed. Like, it was... (laughs) (laughs) I'm not mad. Just just a little sad. (laughs) Yes, And, and it's funny, because if I didn't know on Friday that it was Friday, Friday, I would figure it out really quickly because my DMs are people and they don't even say a sentence. They just start going pizza. 
<laughs> use your words. Use your words. Right? And I'm like, okay, I think I've, I think I've dug myself a hole here. But circling back, this is why the notion of the makerspace being the funnest place on a Friday is like actually right. weighing on me because I'm like, what am I going to do? You got to get a pizza oven in the makerspace. That's well, that's the only thing you can do. Even if it's one of those like Breville electric Michael, ones. Michael, we, Michael, we do have a little oven at the makerspace. We have a little kitchenette. But Michael thinks we should get a pizza oven and put it in the back parking space mm-hmm. so all the people that are eating tacos staring at us. Yeah, we'll be over there doing pizza night. We'll be like, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. You're going to turn yeah, pizza think night into to, a like, race like, war. Free Ours is free by invitation. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think like pizza block party Friday. Like <laughs> anyone's welcome. Come over some for some pizza. You have to yeah. dance for a slice, though. You have to yeah. dance for a slice. Oh, oh, dancing is required. Yes. Yes. Anything. <laughs> I think it's funny they mentioned like the dancing and stuff too. I think I think that pizza night's been great for 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 us to like test humor too and mm-hmm. like because if if something just doesn't land or if I'm like I look back on the story and I'm like that was weird like I tried well, to be funny but that just didn't land. It's like such a low stakes way to do it and I think that's why right. it's become like as ridiculous as it has sometimes. But it's also it also ties back to what I was saying because pizza night started right around the time where your videos, the tone of your videos became a little more le- a little less formal. Yeah, so you guys were more you guys were a little more I, I don't want to say experimental because that sounds like all new age and hipstery, but it kind of was like you were yeah. kind of feeling your way out to like showing your personality and being more yourselves and less professorial in your yeah, videos there's, like, there's a balance to be had because you like we always we talk about this amongst ourselves where it's like we never want to undermine our authority on what we're talking about mm-hmm. but right it's not i don't know if that makes me sound so like me, me, me. no it's but it's like, actually a genuine them, concern yeah um yeah you don't want people being like you just clearly don't know what you're doing someone come help this girl well and, and a lot of people you know let's be honest a lot of people look at youtube people and they go oh they're just on camera because they look good on camera you know and that's the, that's the only reason i'm i'm on but i mean me, me too but i'm you know we're not talking about us you know <laughs> i need to confess it's the only reason we follow you yeah i know i know i'm just <laughs> just kidding <laughs> it's that it's that jawline man that jawline yeah, yeah. I, I was kind of surprised when you said you did projects <laughs> <laughs> No, we 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 tune in to look. Uh, uh, have you stumble over words on camera? Yeah, that's what we really are into. <laughs> what I always find funny, what I always find funny, is when you hear people on a podcast and you see their YouTube videos and you realize, like, oh, they really do a lot of editing in their YouTube videos. Oh. Like, there's a lot of people who we've had on the show. Interesting. And not that they're bad guests. I would never call. I, I, we've not had any bad guests on this podcast. But what we have noticed is the people who are really smooth on camera, sometimes they come on and they trip over their words a little bit. And it's like, oh, okay. See, I, I just like to keep oh, it real and do it, trip over my words on every platform. <laughs> I just find that that's way easier. That's another one for me, too. Like, whenever we're editing and, like, because, like you said, this year we've really been trying to feel it out and just be like, what do we want it to be like? What do we want it to feel like mm-hmm. on Instagram, YouTube, whatever? Right. Is like we enjoy meeting people. Like it's social media, but emphasis on the social. Right. That's mm-hmm. how we think of it, anyway. Right, that's, and it, it's perfect. like I never want someone to come to the makerspace or like meet us in real life or something and be like, "Wow, you're not as cool," or like, "Wow, you're really <laughs> different than I thought you'd be." Well, I, I, I like I hope for the opposite. I literally was hoping for the opposite. Someone meeting us and being like, Ugh, "I don't know," I just hate that concept. Or like, "Wow, like, you're." way more I'm, attractive on the internet like, i'm just gonna tell you that, that that's just not gonna happen 
This is look. You're 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 back for a second trip around the sun here, and that doesn't happen to everybody. Right. So right. You're obviously you're doing something right as far as the kind of people you are. So uh, well, and I would to your point though, Brooke is like I would hate for someone to meet me and be like, and listen. I mean, I I have met people this in in the, that I put in this category. Not many, yeah, but like yeah. where I like thought they were going to be super nice, right? Yeah. Because that's their persona. And mm-hmm. I meet them, and they're not. And yep, yep. and I would, I, like, that would be, yeah. yeah. That's the I greatest would, line ever. I think it's, they're gonna be super worst, nice. The isn't? worst part about that is, is that then it just ruins watching them. It does every, uh, forever. Not been, like, I, out on this, but we've definitely felt that before. It's yeah, the, it's don't never been the same. Thing, right? like, it's no biggie, but no, no, no it's like it is what it is. But it's you're right, Michael. Happened. I've never those the people that that's happened to Michael. I've never watched their videos the same ever again. Yeah. And, and, and it's a shame. And, you know, and I'm not saying that it was just like a one in interaction where they were just in a bad mood. It was like, clearly I've talked to them a couple times and they were always a jerk. Right. Like th- that's, that's like, really, I mean, that, but it's kind of like really sad because the, the, sometimes those are people that you look for. And I really hope that I'm never that person. I don't think I w- right. ever would be, but I'm way too shy to be rude. That's the, that's the God's honest truth. Like I'm terrified yeah. that people aren't going to like me. So if I if I if I meet people, I'm the nicest, most outgoing extrovert you're ever going to meet. And then I go hide in my corner, covering right. up because right. I'm worried people are going to hit me. But it's, it's the way I am. You know, it's yeah. I I'm too scared. I'm too shy to be an ass to somebody. <laughs> like, it's just, you can't be shy and a jerk because. You're you're just gonna you're gonna sabotage yourself. It's the worst self sabotage yeah. you could do is to be a shy well, jerk. Vincent, what Brooke and Michael aren't telling you is that when they met me at WorkbenchCon, they were like, "This guy is a huge dick." But <laughs> <laughs> no, we met you lying, Ethan. We were like, "He seemed nice." Oh yeah, no, I know. I'm that just kidding. Happened. Yeah, no, I actually didn't know who you were before WorkbenchCon. No, yeah, I don't. No, we we no, weren't. We didn't, we didn't know, know. We weren't connected at all. No, which was and weird they were to like, say. we found out that we lived like it's really close to each other. Yeah. yeah really close i yep. didn't i mean i didn't know about you guys till i saw the news stories about you and oh what, yeah that was from last year on it yeah and it was <laughs> I, it's so weird like this, this is another case where it's like i feel like i've known you guys forever and we've i've literally known you for a year like i've literally right. known you for one year and it's like oh no like i i'm it's so I, and I know i'm comfortable because i slide up into your dms and crack <laughs> jokes and it's like Oh yeah, that's that's kind of weird. Like you, w- I wouldn't have done that a year ago, and now it's like, no, it's just no, it's, it's just broken, Michael. It's cool. <laughs> it's all good. Why don't we do some uh, things of the week? Of the week. Okay. You guys go. You guys get to go first since y'all are the guests. Well, my thing of the week is that this week is Brooke's birthday. No way. Oh, happy yeah. birthday, Brooke. Happy tomorrow. birthday. So tomorrow, ah. the 25th of May. Yes. Is so Brooke's birthday. Yesterday, if you're listening to this. Yes, yesterday. So, so you're going to have to give a belated birthday wish. but uh, We would sing, but I promise nobody <laughs> no, wants to hear that. Give you, okay. Your gift is that we're not going to sing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That's awesome. Brooke, happy birthday. How old are you, Brooke? I am turning 27. I love it. People Amazing. never guess my age, right? No, so I, would... I get really awkward about saying it because people either think I'm like 10 years older or they think I'm like 10 years younger. I I would put you I would put you maybe a few years older. I wouldn't put you more than a few years older. I would never 
to like, I think last we talked about this because I would have said 16 years. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 16. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's always interesting to see how much people have done at such young ages. Cause you know, 27 yeah. years old and you've done the you accomplishments. And, you and yeah. Michael have done so much. It's just, we, it's, we've, we've worked hard and honestly we uh-huh. both work together really well. Yeah. So, clearly, it clearly. shows. It shows. Yeah, exactly. It shows. Vincent. It's it the same thing shows. I said to Kim and Garrett la- the first time they were on, and I think I said it again last week. It's, it's just that when you guys, when you guys are on camera together, or when you interact together, it's clear that you actually like each other. It's, <laughs> it's not like oh yeah, we just we put on a face for cam- like you guys. Well, it, there's chemistry. Than, it's and it's more, even more than that. It's it's so hard to run a business together yeah. right even yeah. if you like each other right true yeah. it, it, yeah. it we, we could talk all day about that that's like a yeah. whole other topic just like working with your significant other but yeah, yeah. i mean you guys could have a podcast just about that i'm sure <laughs> yeah yeah there's a lot <laughs> yeah. and i think michael would agree like i don't know most of the things that we've been able to do together i think even if one of us was like the figurehead of whatever the thing was we work together really well on that synergy. It, well, you know, you know what I think. What w- one of the things I, and this goes back to the first time we talked, and then and we mentioned it again today, is that you guys aren't are okay with doing like separate videos. Like this is yeah, your video, yeah. this is yeah. my video. Mm. You don't try to force fit a couple video. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Good yeah. And, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that because there are people there that. You know, like Evan and Caitlin and Kim and Garrett, like they yeah. do that really, really well. But that's it's not for everybody, and and I think that's also like I think that's a really healthy thing. It was on purpose. Yeah, that we did that because we didn't want the comp. We didn't like. It, what am I trying to say here? I take a crack at it. We yeah. didn't. We didn't want the brand to be that we were a couple. Right. right. Okay. That's, yep. We'll yes. Stand on our own. Yep. As well as together too. Together. Yeah. And right. I think it just inevitably becomes not. And it's not even me like trashing it because I think it's a legitimate approach. But we mm-hmm. didn't want it to be the centerpiece of our channel. Is like we're in love and like because <laughs> like that's not really. That's not why we started it. Right, right. And, we, right. We wanted to share. We wanted to share making, and that is the centerpiece in our. For it's us. nice to. Myself. It's nice to see that you didn't feel like you had to force yourself into that, which I I think is great. Think, yeah. Like for for people, it works for. Yeah, cool. It works for you, and that's totally. If that's your brand, and that's cool. Right. Go there's for nothing it. wrong about it. But it's cool to see a different take on yeah. it. We like are also to, two alphas, so it's. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that that yeah. I had no doubt in my mind about. <laughs> that, <laughs> what I love, what I love, is that you both are actually skilled too. Like it's right. not just like, oh, I'm here for, I'm here for the eye candy, and you know, yeah. I'm just gonna sit here and look pretty while he does all the work. Or he's like, yeah, no, I'm the man, man, and you know, this is my beautiful <laughs> wife. No, it's I like, thought, no, I thought I was the eye candy. <laughs> yeah, <my> well, <laughs> you know, I, I don't want... <laughs> listen, that, that dough punch every Friday. Guys. <laughs> that, <laughs> that that that's a that's a knockout level punch that we see every week you know <laughs> but it's true it's like you know you don't feel like you have to conform to a certain personality type you don't feel like you have to play a certain role it also opens you up to just you know do a project rather than saying okay um i was going to do this but you haven't done a lot of stuff in this project so we need to force you into this part of the project so that we're both doing something like 
the fact that you're not doing that is it's nice. It's just, yeah. it's nice. It works. You know, Kim and Garrett, the one thing I like about the way Kim and Garrett do their videos is that they do the project separately. Like mm. they both do the project. They do, they do different takes on the same project and they just go with it. And that's another way that I, you know, that's another way to not be, oh yes, we always work together. Rainbows yeah. and unicorn farts, you know, it's, it's, it's <laughs> there is actually, you know, oh yeah, we're going to make two cool things in this video. And every video is them. Well, for the most part is them doing two things. It's like, okay, yeah, that's a good idea too. That's a good way to do it. I like that. Yeah. It's, it's, there's a lot of different approaches and we're starting to see people just try things and it's, it's nice. Yeah. Nice. All that to say, Ethan, what's your thing of the week? Well, no, no, no. We haven't gotten Brooke's thing of the week. Oh, shoot. Okay. Oh, okay. You, we got two different ones. Got it. Okay. Really, I didn't really pre-plan one. I was going to say the CNC machine. That one kind of already came up. Because <laughs> that is my favorite thing of the year. Like, every time I walk into that room, I have a moment. And I'm like, yes. This is <laughs> I, where I want to be. It um, is an impressive beast. It really I is. I can't wait to get it moving. Like, I'm never going to sleep again. Oh, forget about it. Sleep is dead. <laughs> yeah, no. Overrated. But, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make my, uh, this is too many things of the week, whatever. But um, I was DMing Vincent before. Carvel ice cream cake. That is. <gasps> oh, yes. 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 I love it. It's the best. If you've never yeah. had it before, it is the best tasting thing ever. And I've had the same one, the same, like, you know, the one, it's like the classic with the blue icing. That's mm-hmm. the been my birthday cake since the beginning of time. Love it. And Michael knows that, and every year he hunts it down for me. Oh my god, it's the best! Oh. It's the best. There's there is one Carvel anywhere I near know, us, and it's far. It, but we can get Carvel. We can you can still get it in at Acme, which is fine. I can take one from Acme. It doesn't have to be from Carvel, and it is a Carvel cake. But yeah, all Carvel is, Carvel cakes is, are the yeah, best. Is that, is that a Northeast thing? Yes. Uh, Okay, because yes. we had we had oh. one in in Rochester all growing up. I don't think there's one anymore. I feel but... bad for the rest of the country that have never it's had so a Carvel. It's so good. good. It is. Yeah. Not it is. Good. Yeah. And the, the, the whipped cream icing. Yeah. <gasps> what is it? Okay. Yeah. And it's like it's like that blue color that is not natural. Mm-hmm. That stains everything right. it touches. Right. Your, your, your tongue is stained. Your teeth <laughs> yes. are stained. Yeah. I was I was watching. So I was your watching a YouTube channel. Yes. <laughs> it's blue. <laughs> I was watching a YouTube channel where it was just um apparent it was just you know they do commercials from a certain year that's what they do and it was like 1985 commercials and one of them was the fat dude the old fat okay. dude that used to do the carvel commercials oh like, my gosh this is fudgy the whale or maybe you like cookie puss and it's like <laughs> oh my god i remember these commercials i, so I, well. I like there's like a glimmer of memory of those vincent yes it, i know what you're talking about I really i'm gonna have to i have to google it tonight i really feel bad i really it's one of those things that everybody has their regional thing and i, I forget that like carvel and i think wise also wise snacks are northeast things that well, yeah. wise snacks are not very good carvel I well, think, makes bomb <laughs> Car- that's true that is true and the older i get the less i like the wise snacks it's <laughs> <laughs> like salt yes I'm trying to. Oh, why? Why is like? Is that the one with the owl? Yes, I bought a bag. I bought a bag. Like a green of the, bag. Yeah, so I bought okay. a bag of the cheese doodles, <laughs> and the red ones. You not the crunchy ones that are in the blue bag. I bought the red bag ones, the puffy ones, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I have. I had such fond memories from my childhood of right. them, and I took and then, one bite and I went, oh, uh, suck. And 
the like, bag is all air. Like yeah, the, I that most chip bags are all air, but Wise chip bags are I extra told, all. I air. didn't realize that Wise was like a regional thing. Yeah, it is. It's a total Northeast. I think it's like a they're a Pennsylvania company, uh-huh. and they like pretty much from Pennsylvania to Maine, uh-huh. and that's it. That's your Wise chip. If you can have a Wise chip or a Carvel ice cream cake, and you are in New England, have the ice cream cake. Yeah, oh, yes, one hundred percent. You know what's really funny? Oots, which is also a Northeast kind of brand. Uh, um, it, no, I've heard it pronounced both ways, so it's but, Oots, but um, they are better than Wise, and they're a low-end brand. Like, I think that was somebody's thing of the week. Yeah, it was. It was what's, uh, it was um, Lee's thing of the week. Yes, Oots Lee, cheese yeah. balls. That yeah. was one. Of, that was a mm-hmm. thing of the week on this very podcast. Yeah, Oots yeah. cheese balls. Ah, cheese balls. Ethan, what's your thing of the week? Right. Remember when I was talking about not being a jerk when I met people? Okay. So my thing, my thing of the week is is a uh, well, it's an Instagram account, but it's also a person. Um, Twenty, I think I sent this to you at one point, Vincent, but it's twenty one grams underscore leather goods. He's a leather worker that does. Um, I mean, he does a lot of leather work, but he does he specializes in like uh, carvings and painting leather, and it is literally art. I mean, the, this guy he. he <laughs> So, so he carves it like he hand carves leather and then paints it and he does insane, insane things. So uh, my, my, I mean, my favorite thing that he's done is uh, he did he, Johnny Cash. He did this Johnny Cash portrait uh, where he hand carved a uh, hand tooled and carved this leather uh, piece of leather uh, of a portrait of Johnny Cash. Oh, my. Wow. It's insane. But everything he does, what? I, I, yeah, and then he does. So, but he basically makes like heirloom, uh, like uh, wallets and things like that. To but basically, it's he it, he's expecting them to be passed down through generations as they should be because they are pieces of Unreal. art. And it's I don't know how to describe it on a podcast because you just have to go check him out. I wouldn't even know this was leather if I didn't know it was leather. Like, exactly whoa. exactly like it's fantastic and he's a super super nice and like just genuinely like appreciative guy like he really like he's one of those people if you give him a compliment he really takes it to heart and like is appreciative of it um so yeah go check him out because I, I really can't describe it but he just is an artist and he does it all with leather and carving and paint. It's awesome. It's, awesome. I, it's, it's, it's awesome so far account. from what anything I do with leather. It's so like such a different kind of thing. Gotcha. But I really truly think of him as an artist, and he, it's beautiful. So. Absolutely, an artist. I was just gonna say he's definitely an artist. That is yeah. that is some unbelievable stuff, man. It's I'm it's, like, it's amazing. Wow. We just yeah. liked a bunch of it. It's, yeah, it's impressive. This it, is he, really good. And like I said, he is one of the nicest guys. I met I met him on Clubhouse, and oh my gosh, he I mean he's just like such a sweet sweet soul. So sweet, which is, yeah, that's a no, that's, that's an actually. added bonus. He he probably wouldn't make fun of someone on Instagram. But. Nah, who did that? Nobody did that. <laughs> Nobody did that. There's no there's no evidence no. of that. Right, right. Um, Although, are we allowed to talk about it? An orange, an orange wallet would look real nice. <laughs> it would. It's a really nice shade. It's very eye catching. Yeah, I right. mean, it's yeah. Justin, Justin loves orange, right? Our our good friend Justin Ofler, bare naked, loves orange. I love yeah, orange. There you go. Yeah, orange. You know, orange. <laughs> you get too much hate, and I'm a contrarian. It's also a really nice juice. 
I don't uh, like yeah. orange juice. I have to disagree with you on that one, but it's okay. <laughs> um, oh, speaking of bare naked, so he posted a picture of me putting tight bond on my pizza. Yes. <laughs> and he just posted, literally just posted a story that said that I'm his most liked post in the last 12 months. <laughs> Sincerely, pizza and weird pizza crap, plus you as well. It's very, it elicits, it's gold. It's gold. People love it. I think there's definitely something to this. I think this is Ethan. I think this is your breakout thing. I think I all you Massachusetts people need to like work together and come we up just with. just do a pizza night. We should yeah. just all make pizza in our back parking lot. I like it. I like I'm it. in. I'll make the trip. Fun uh, town. I'll tell you what. I don't know where I'll park my truck, but I'll find a place. There's a big parking lot. Don't you worry. Excellent. Yes. No, no. Park. I, I, I've heard you should park outside front of their shop. <laughs> and and then just press my face up against the front. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I will know you're there. I'll probably scream. I might slap the window. But that's me saying hi. You're not supposed to tap the windows. It scares the animals. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. My thing of the week is... <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. What is your thing of the week, Vincent? Former guest of the podcast from episode 47, uh, Tabitha Park and her husband have a new YouTube channel, <gasps> and they just uploaded their first video yesterday. Yesterday? Yesterday or the day before. It says one day ago. I never know if that means one day ago, yesterday, one day ago, but they just uploaded their first YouTube video on the channel. The channel's called Tab and Taylor, and of course, I will link it in the show notes, and they made a modern geometric wall backdrop for their talking headshots on their new videos when they do videos together. And just, it's such a, it's annoying. And here's why it's annoying. <laughs> it's their, it's as far as I know, it's their first maker type video and it kills. It's, it's friggin' perfect on the first try. Now I know Tabitha has an unfair advantage. She's a photographer and she knows her stuff and all that stuff, but what I like about the video in particular, I mean, the process of them making it and the design itself is really cool. But what I love more is that she explains the logic in the color they picked and the paint that they used to get it. And I think that was really, really cool because you actually understand how, how lighting a situation like that would work. So, of course, her expertise as a photographer comes out when she's explaining, you know, you use a matte paint so that there's no hot spots from the light and use a dark color if you have lighter skin so that you have contrast so when you light it, you makes your skin pop instead of blend into the background. All this stuff that I had never really given a whole lot of thought to, she explains it all very nicely. And like I said, it's their first video and it it just crushes. It's It's so good. That it almost makes it like, oh, I'm just not even doing YouTube because I can't, I can't do YouTube at that level, and I've done it before, so I'm just not even. But it's, <laughs> it's a really good video from a really good friend and a good friend of the show. And no offense, um, no offense, Taylor. You know, I just don't know Taylor very well, but I know Tabitha reasonably well, and it's really, really a good video. So. I would say check out their channel, throw them a subscription. They're just getting started, so they could probably use the boost. And if y'all like good people and good videos, then it's a good channel to get to know. So Tab and Taylor on YouTube. I will have the links in the show notes as always. And, of course, because this is a fan-supported podcast, we have to shout out the people that make it possible. 
like Leanne and Nick from Hemlock and Hyde, Dave from Atomic Airship Works, Emily Joyce, Ed from Ed's Clocks and More, Rory from RLL Woodworks, Chris from Full Steam Designs, Jeff Stein, a.k.a. A Weird Guy, Debbie Haddock, Jerry Hyduke, Joey from JH Custom Woodcraft, Dean Duplantis, Jacob Anguiano from Native Sun Wood Art, Robert J. Keller, Scott from Dad It Yourself DIY, Grant Alexander, Tony Langer from Langerworks, Jacob from Other Dog Designs, Jake from IMakeJake.com, Al Schultz from New York Woodworks, my buddy and pal, and of course, Justin Ofler, Bear Make It. And if you can't support the show financially, that's fine too. Share the show, write a review, um, let other people know we exist. Um, we do have a big backlog of reviews, and I'm thinking that maybe next week on episode 100 with the one and only Dave Swiduck, I think we're probably going to just do some reviews because that's it's fun to do that kind of stuff with Dave because mm-hmm. Dave is the reason this podcast exists, and I love to say that, so... I think that's what we're going to do. So maybe we'll finally do all that housekeeping and clear the queue of all the reviews. So if you left a review, you're going to hear your name probably. Um, Congratulations, guys, on 100 episodes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The podcast that I never thought anyone was going to listen to is Here you are. And it'll be 98 episodes. without you guys. So okay. yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah, you got. I I love I love I love how many people this podcast has connected. Me too. I'm speaking for myself here. And I love how I was watching you uh, you guys and Jeff talking in your comments. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, yeah, we heard you on Because We Make. And it was like, oh, I love it. I even told, yeah. I even told Beth, I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever because people are talking about my show without me in the conversation <laughs> and without me prompting it. It's just it's become a thing that people talk about. And that's. That to me, I'm smiling so big right now. I can't even begin to tell you. It's just absolutely fantastic. So we really, really appreciate all the stuff that you guys do to make this show as popular as it is. Also, one special shout out, a very special shout out. And it's definitely worth mentioning. So we are hitting episode 100 next week. But a couple of friends of ours just hit their one-year episode 52 anniversary. And that's Stephen and Jacob from Makers Figuring It Out. Uh, and congrats, That was guys. a fun episode listening to, um, listening to Jacob tell his whole story and hearing the, the recap of all the guests and stuff. And it was really good. It's great to see that they're still doing it. It's it's hard to do this for that many episodes. It's hard to do this, period. But it's really hard to keep it going for that long. And except for a little hiatus in the middle, they've been going strong since the beginning. And I'm really proud of you guys. I loved listening to that episode. I'm really looking forward to participating in your challenge. I am already trying to figure out what I'm going to make for it. So thank you so much for giving us a year's worth of episodes. And uh, keep going, you guys. We love you dearly. Okay, I think that gets all the housekeeping out of the way. And now this is the part where we say thank you to our fabulous guests and friends for coming on to talk to us a second time. Absolutely. Absolutely. We love coming on. Oh, it's well, I figure so it was 56 was the first one and 99 is the second, which means you're due back around 140 somewhere. Yeah, and, and, and then we can also do a live one from Baker's Workshop whenever that yes. is appropriate. Oh, I <laughs> must really, do it. I am so much fun do you know that is the thing i am looking it's like i know that the, you know you got your workbench con and you got yeah. your you know you got whatever ends up happening in october in the catskills with maker camp and 
you know, you got all these things happening. And the one thing I've been looking forward to that I was really looking forward to after we talked about it was coming up to Maker's Workshop and hanging out with you guys. That was the thing I was looking forward to the most. And it looks like it's finally going to happen. I'm yeah. so excited. Yeah, it's like one step at a time. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every, well, hopefully by then we won't be talking about the COOF anymore and everything will be, you know, Everybody will have all their shots and you can get your rabies vaccination, whatever else you need to get. And you can, I feel like a dog. It's like, you I really do. I feel like a newborn. It's like, yeah. oh, you got to come back for your second shot now. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, guys, it's been really great talking to you. Yeah, and, it's you know, been so much fun, guys. Absolutely fantastic. I love, I love, I love the rando messages that we send back and forth to each other in on Instagram. It just, it always makes me laugh. And every once in a while, Every once in a while, I'll just get a compliment from you guys. And it's just like, okay, I feel validated. I feel oh. seen. Like, and it just, it still matters a lot to me when I get noticed by people I like. And you guys are definitely people I like. So thank you so much for coming on again. Thanks for your continued support of the show and your continued friendship. It's really nice to have friends like you guys. We feel the same way about oh. both of you guys. Aww. I'm, I'm so glad you weren't like, I feel really the same way about one of you and just left it, left <laughs> and, it at that and, and just left it at that which, ethan you've kind of shown your true colors this evening i know i know and, wow okay. you, two could, <laughs> you two could fight it out to figure out which one we like the survivor's the one we like <laughs> it's a fight to the death yep yep steel cage match coming next week on uh, because we make but now it's just dave swiduck so don't worry um, <laughs> i'm sure he's gonna love hearing oh it's just yeah. dave swiduck That's oh, great. Yeah. this is how you intro your 100th guest right <laughs> it's just dave swiduck it's just everything's fine um thanks for joining us and thank you for listening we will be back again next week as i said it's episode 100 multiple 25 which means of course we have dave swiduck on we're going to talk about all kinds of things he's got a bunch of stuff coming up that yeah i'm super really looking forward to talk to him about and um, <laughs> we'll talk about he did something else that's really really funny but it's going to be really funny in context so we'll have to talk about it next week so you're going to have to listen to find out what it is see I can tease with the best of them until then <laughs> have a great week everybody and we will see you then 